You are listening to the one of us.net podcast network. You're listening to Somebody Likes It. Uh, if you got something to say, send us an email at messagesomebody at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook. We are equally parts wiggity and whack. Did you just fucking yank the trigger on that? Yeah. It's what he does, man. God, this guy is a loose cannon. Sometimes He's like... We, got, we get, we some, get uh, radio gold here. I'm going to put yeah. air quotes around your producer title now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good idea. Yeah. Guy with, his, guy with his itchy trigger finger on the switch or whatever. I was really into... I think... So we have the... Now we have the monitor behind us. God damn it. I wasn't mentally ready for this show to have started yet. I'm having to like do this on the fly. Like, well, get okay. it together, Bartel. You can just... Oh. just do it like you usually do and join us whatever you feel like. As well. I mean, <laughs> oh no no no! You can you can keep it all in. I don't mind showing weakness. <laughs> but well, <I'm>, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> see that's uh, I'm, that's I'm, a whole I'm, lot more. I'm to not unpack. afraid of what you were both saying. <laughs> um, but I but I am crying a little inside. Um, I'm always fascinated when we come in here. We have the big monitor behind Mark now, and because uh, this show is all about the Benjamins. Yes. Yes, Did we you just see the quick the quick reaction. Meaning one hundred dollar bills. Uh, I'm still trying to. No, it's just like a guy, named, that. Uh, Benjamin, that sometimes yeah. comes by to see what we're doing. Like some guy yeah. that just like yeah. knocks on the window, like you guys in there? So, Can I come inside? We're like, no. I'm Ben. He's he's part of the cleaning. <laughs> it's crew. Ben. Anyway, but to your point, Shane. Yes, oh, nothing. It was well. I'm just always fascinated by the fact like that. Whenever he turns, it's either pictures of like food or like extreme places in the world you can go visit if. You have lots of money. Oh, uh, yeah. Game within the game could always be like what's going to be on the weird screensaver behind Mark's head. Yes, and that's true. But it's usually that. I don't know. I suspect we should play some theme music. I knew. You open your goddamn mouth and this boring ass <laughs> shit comes out of it. It's always the same fucking thing. I don't anyway. know why you guys keep having me back. I, you know what? Maybe we'll t- I'll take that up with the other two after. All right. Have a meeting. Later. Okay, great. I'm yeah. Shane. Ryan. I'm Kevin. And Mark. If somebody likes it. Hey, oh, wait, you had something? Yeah, yeah, just real okay. quick. I was just going to see you see right then you should have recorded that because that's the interstitial gold you were talking about. We just had a whole conversation in between segments here about, about lightning bugs, about lightning bugs versus cockroaches and how they're basically the same animal except one lights up and has a, a shittier marketing lobby. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I essentially have a, a mascot in my apartment right now. Oh, yeah. Ryan's got a lightning bug in his house. One lightning bug. And it's totally welcome. Do you only know that it's there at night? Like, oh, no. Like, oh, no. Your it's ass. ass lights up oh, like just constantly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you need to get him out of your house so he can like fulfill his destiny. I don't know. Do all do males and females light? I'm sure I'm sure it's a mating thing, well, right? Well, a friend of mine was over the other day, and she looked it up, and apparently they die right after they mate. So I think oh, I might so you're be keep, doing – keeping. I don't alive. know actually the gender of this particular lightning bug, Ask but it. I might be doing him a favor. Keeping yeah. him alive it's, a little bit longer. His, yeah. his name is probably Benjamin. Benjamin, yeah. I'm all that. about the Benjamin the Lightning Bug. <laughs> you should write a uh, like a children's book, Benjamin the Lightning Bug. It's all right about the lessons that you learn about how to keep lightning bugs alive later. It's like an anti-sex creed. Like you could do <laughs> like, <laughs> the upside could be something is like, like the Texas like Department of Education. Like I don't know, whatever. The upside is that that book could be like three pages long because it'd be like page four. 
Um, sorry, kids, he died. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, I'll have holes in the lid. Right. Look, anthropomorphized insects stay around a little bit longer than that. Okay, Kevin, you were saying. Yeah. So, um, super excited to announce the um, reuniting uh, of an act that we've all been uh, kind of on pins and needles uh, hoping to find out. If you're wondering, uh, you talking about Fresh Prince. Yeah, I'm talking about uh, uh, Fresh Prince and. Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff are reuniting for performances for the first time in 12 years. And apparently doing some... Uh, Only 12 years? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, that's, that is really the fair like, He was like, uh, yeah. Will Smith was like super famous action right. star 12 years ago. Yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to say. Like, I knew that Will... Sh- Will, Sh- Will, Sh- <laughs> Will Schmidt. Yeah, Will Schmidt. Yeah, that's, that's another guy from The Office. Small that's some, some dude in your office. Yeah, he's the accountant. Will Schmidt. Yeah. Sure, he gets lots of funny jokes about that. Um no, Will Smith, I knew his career was in the shitter right now, but like I didn't know it was that bad. He was like, you know what I'm gonna do? Like it's that's as low as you go to go back to like Fresh Prince and like to get back Paris to your roots. Just don't understand. It's I mean, it's interesting you pull this up. And so several of my friends from twenty, twenty five years ago are all getting the bands back together this year. Oh yeah. And it's a reunion thing for them. But I mean, obviously they're not making millions of dollars in movies, so maybe their career doesn't have to sink to a low in order to No, I mean, Will Smith was making $20 million a picture, but his last, like, ten pictures of Tank seriously fucking tanked. I mean, that's... So he's, like, he's going back to his roots. He's And, by the way, this is some cheesy-ass shit that I could see him doing. Like, like I was thinking, would he do Parents Just Don't Understand? Better not, number one, but number two, I bet what he would do is get his fucking teenage son on stage to actually sing it while, you know, like... I suspect that is true. Yeah, that's... Yeah, the so they're headlining a festival in the UK called the Livewire Festival in late <laughs> August, and uh, MTV Summer Blast, which is in Croatia, of course, uh, which is like two days. MTV Summer Blast in Croatia. Well, wait. Okay, so okay, this is interesting. So Summer Blast in Croatia is August twenty fifth and twenty sixth, and the Livewire Festival is August 25th through the 27th. So it just basically sounds like they'll be going back and forth from the UK to Croatia for two days, and then nobody knows what they're doing before or after. I don't know. I'm pretty sure I see a, a big tour. Because Will Smith is still a big star no matter what, so that's a different kind of nostalgia tour. I actually have like a weird affection for solo Will Smith uh, singles. That's at, nonsense. At, I will, I, at the time when they came out, I was like above it all and like didn't listen to them. And then later on, I just would hear them on the radio and I was like... Like getting jiggy I, with it? I really love that song. You're, that's <laughs> I'm a, not that's kidding. <laughs> right? You've kind of got a sweet spot for so, like, like that yeah, whole... Yeah, there is. Yeah, the, like, not, like, not, like upbeat R&B. 90s. Uh, like upbeat like 90s hip-hop. You do have a sweet spot for it. Yeah. Turn your pants around. When you said like they were going to play a crisscross, was that <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Make it jump, <laughs> boom! Uh, Daddy Mac and Mac Daddy. Uh, I, See, you know more about them than I do. Oh yeah, because I so. I, I love crisscross jumping. Yeah, um, I, I've long yes, ago and I love jumping as well. But you know, <laughs> I think jumping is that's one of those things that's sorely maligned as you get older. Because who the fuck didn't love jumping on a trampoline until you hit like eighteen? You know, like yeah. jumping meant or you got too close to that branch. Or you got too close to the trampoline and then you fell off and broke your arm and somebody yeah. had to take you to the hospital. See, kids, when we were little, they didn't put nets around the trampoline. <laughs> That's right. You just you just did it out there in the wild. I think Kevin actually out. has a trampoline in his backyard I do. with netting around it. 
Yeah, I do as well. I do. Yeah. yeah. Mark's so my neighbors nice. had a trampoline with the netting around it, and I wanted to secretly go and just like slice all the netting and pull it off. Like, come on. Like, well, that's you know, you know why shit. you should never do that, and Mark will vouch for me on this because there. Here's why: putting one of those fuckers together is the single most awful, like, painful thing. If you ever try to put one, did you do? Did you put yours together by yourself? Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I had I had Janet's help, but we, we yeah. did it Christmas Eve. Yeah, I brought in a power lifter in between the two of us, oh, like yeah. barely. Yeah, no, that's a pain in the ass. Uh, I broke up with a girl on a trampoline once. Uh, you know what? I kind of did. What I was the, broke up with the girl? What was well, the line? Over the phone. What would be the perfect line to break up with somebody mm-hmm. on a trampoline? Don't, don't put me on the spot here. I just know that, like, I told her, like, hey, we need to take a serious break, and then she cried. Look, I got to bounce. Oh, hey. oh, there you go. Yeah. And a dad oh, bit. I already see it's going to be that kind of night. All, All right. right. Speaking of the night, yeah. let's so, talk about what we got at hand. Yeah, so um, so this week was my week, and um, one of the – uh, uh, an act that came to light, uh, I guess, well, recently, and has been playing out a little bit and, and uh, was given the – Grolke Award for the Best Emerging Artist at this year's South by Southwest. It's a pretty fair to partly cloudy, uh, to use a term that Shane loves, uh, indicator of of, a, of an act that is, A, got like already got some buzz behind it, and B, is probably going to go some places. Like, um, oh, who's the dude from, who the soul artist from Fort Worth that, um, oh, Leon, Leon, no, listen to that. Leon Russell? It's not Leon. No, no Leon don't Bridges. do that. Leon, Leon Bridges. Bridges. That's who it is. Yeah, so Leon, Leon Bridges Russell would it. be pretty badass. Yeah. <laughs> Best emerging artist, Leon Russell. He's like 70. He'd be like, he'd have to be coming out of the bushes for him to be emerging from anything. Anyway, um, or just dead? coming out. So whatever. Um, but anyway, yeah, so so the, the band that won oh. that. Speaking of coming out, oh, no, I don't want to si- sidebar uh, us too much. Uh, we were so close. <laughs> Barry Manilow. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, how did that not make it into Good on him. News? You know what? You know what's cool about that is that it wasn't a big deal. No, no it was, it was s- such not a big deal that it was like three weeks ago, and I totally yeah. fucking I forgot totally about forgot. It. Yeah. And like, like, good on him. You know, forty years ago would have been a big deal. You um, think? Well, also he was much more popular then. But uh, four years ago, forty. Oh, I was forty. Say. Forty, <laughs> not four <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Things have radically changed that, that much is, regarding that. Is arbitrary. That. So anyway, yeah. So. Grokley Award, Best Emerging Artist for uh, South by Southwest 2017, is a band. And, and I said uh, last week I thought they were from Brooklyn, but they're not. They're from Long Island, which I'd Very like different. to just say because you get to punch the Ds. Um, but in this case, you're, we're talking about the Lemon Twigs, which are uh, two brothers. Two brothers, Michael and Brian Daddario, apostrophe. This is a very Long Island last name, like. Oh, it's totally. I think. Well, and their dad was a musician, Ronnie Daddario. That's a very Long Island <laughs> last name. Yeah, it is. And he has a uh, he had a record that came out in the in the seventies called "Nice to Meet You Again," and he totally looks like somewhere in between both of those brothers. If you listen to it, it sounds like it sounds like you know some of their influences that end up on this one. But anyway, um, yeah. So that's that's what we're going to talk about is the Lemon Twigs. Debut record uh, called Go Hollywood. So I gave a girl a ride home uh, the other night, and I was like, hey, I need to listen to this record for the, you know, the podcast. And she was like, oh, it's really 70s. And, uh, uh-huh. well, and? yes. 
Um, but also, like, what I'd really been gravitating towards, and I haven't seen, I've, I've gone and read a, a couple reviews on it. I got a lot of Elephant Six. It's yep. a, that it sure. is Elephant Six. I mean, it, there's it's like it's like the the third or fourth wave of pet sounds in it's, the beginning no, yeah, of it. It's, it's just throwing everything but the kitchen sink at the wall. And and so Shane, well, you probably can do better than I can. Can you explain to listeners who maybe know, don't know what Elephant Six is? So Elephant Six was a musical collective in the mid to late '90s. Um, it consisted like the three primary bands, and it and it, it it grew to in, in, in encompass many more that are still around, like up Montreal. But uh, at the time, it was Apples and Stereo, Olivia, Trimmer Control, and Nutrium Milk Hotel, and Elf Power, right? Elf Power was, was part a part of it, but those were like the three primary. Right. Yeah, they were they were bands that, that liked each other's music and music and uh, trade tapes. Yes. And it was it was like you know great music, but like other than Neutral Milk Hotel, who became like something completely different than that. But Alf Power, I would include in that early of Montreal. Um, it's basically like let's make um, let's remake uh, Pet Sounds again. I mean, good stuff. A uh, little bit lo-fi, like indie rock stuff. That's sort of what this was. But except you, were, the, you but, were getting that off this. Oh, completely. That's what I th- in the first couple of songs. But I will say this. God damn it! Can these guys just stick to a fucking song? Like, I mean, like thirty every thirty seconds, you're like, you're like, man, that They're sounds great. Tech. And then it's like, boop boop. And it's like Queen meets Ween meets Apples and Stereo. Queen Ween, Queen Ween, Queen Ween, Queen, yeah. Yeah. Queen no, I, and Stereo. I, I, I thought about that earlier, but it does. Except no, there's, there's it, you make a good point. Except oh, these sure. guys can't stick on any. F- they're uh, all they're all over the place. And it, it, Even the good songs. It sounds pretty good, but like they haven't written that song yet. No, the the, the they get close to it on on maybe two songs. And even like the first one, "Baby Baby," is the first song that I could even like handle at all. "How Lucky Am I" is pretty good too. Uh, or no, "As Long as We're Together" and "How Lucky Am I" are pretty good. But there's a lot of this like there's like movements. There's like multiple multiple movements within a song, and it's sort of like there's two things going on. Number one, like those first two to three songs it's sort of like how my brother explained to me why he can't binge watch breaking bad because like he gets so much pent-up anxiety like that's why i was i was actually getting anxiety from listening i was like what the oh no oh, it's oh, oh what you know like what where they go where are they going like what are they why are they doing this? are like, you saying that but here's what here's a question like legitimately i'm i'm curious are you are you put off by the fact that they like they didn't go where you thought they were gonna no. go no, okay. not at all. Because I love that. I think well, I think there is just so much cerebral stuff going on. Like, the, look, it's undeniable these guys have talent. Absolutely, and they sound very excited to be making music. But at the same time, the, they're not very focused. In in being okay, but but see, there's a difference between like multi-part songs that work. Okay, I'll give you a good example: "Band on the Run." That song should make no sense at all. It's just fucking. Well, it's like, got multi parts. It, like that's multi what I'm saying. It's like multi, yeah. multi, multi. But they all, it all cohesively at the end makes sense. And there's a lot of these songs I just don't. Well, give me anxiety. Okay. Well, they were what seventeen and nineteen. Yeah, seventeen well, and nineteen as of last year, which is great. And that's yeah. why I mean they're gonna settle in. And they're gonna write great music. They're going to get a lot better. Well, so uh, so I'll share a little bit from the all music review on this, which I this this paragraph in particular i thought was kind of interesting um 
they talk a little about about the the Dario brothers, uh, Michael and Brian. They started their group, the Lemon Twigs, when they were teens and caught the ear of someone at 4 AD who decided the public was ready for two flamboyantly dressed prodigies who thought the idea of Sparks playing Nielsen songs or Todd Rundgren covering the Randy Newman songbook was a good idea. Actually, it turns out to be a great idea, and their their debut album, Do Hollywood's The Sound of a Couple of Young Guys, plus a very sympathetic director in um, Jonathan Rideau of Foxygen, letting it all hang out over the course of ten surprising, thrilling, infuriating, instantly memorable songs. And I felt like those words all put together at the end kind of are saying a little bit of what I'm hearing from you guys. Well, I don't think instantly I wouldn't say memorable. Instant, yeah, I would not. That, I would not agree with instantly memorable. Yeah, that's my that's my issue with it. Like, there's a lot of twisting and turning, and there's a lot of, on one hand, a lot of musical sophistication, but on the other hand, it's sophistication for sophistication's sake. Like, there's not a lot of hooks. Some of the songs are, and I'm I'm willing to bet, and I well, don't. They'll know, stick with them for about forty five seconds. No, no, no. But there, there are a couple of songs on here, and I'm willing to bet that where they come through pretty much the whole song. Baby, that song, Baby, Baby. I think that's what it's called, not the uh, Amy Grant song. Which, by the way, I just saw the video to Baby, Baby, the Amy, the Amy Grant, Grant song when I was at the gym the other day, and I couldn't help but thinking, what an odd song to have on the video screens at the fucking gym. Like dudes are like pumping iron. It's it's Baby, Baby. I don't. And it's anyway. it's also playing over the speakers. Yeah, that that would be a hard thing to get um, amped up for. Right. To, that's yeah. Yeah. Anyway, as far as the songs on this record go, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh wait. But anyway, but that, but that song, but that song's a good. Okay, Mark, can you go back to the track listing? That song is a good. It, it gets weird toward the end of it, um, and then uh, and as long as we're together, that song is fucking awesome. It's great. Oh, you know what this Ryan? You know what this kind of in places reminds me of this album? It's. It's like certain places are a lot like Rufus Wainwright with more whimsy. And I don't I necessarily love whimsy in my music, but that's interesting. I can kind of see that. I got I mean, I got more apples in, I got more apples in stereo minus the killer hooks. Well, the first two songs, the first three songs are definitely like apples in stereo, but then it, it it does get a little more interesting. Well, and then it throws in like some Stevie Wonder in the 70s. There's some Todd um, Rundgren ass shit going on in there too, like for sure. All right, so do you guys want to do one of these? Yeah. All right, let's do one of these. So um, the other the other thing that I will uh, – well, we'll talk about on the other side, but uh, for some of these tracks, if we mention that there's a video, um, take some time and catch the videos because these are pretty um, – I think 4AD spent a little bit of budget on them, but they're also quirky. Like they're they're as quirky as some of the well, tracks I think that's are. that's kind of 4AD's MO. It is oh. a little bit. Um, all right, well, we can do – we can do as long as we're together first, since that's the one that we were just talking about. Why don't we do that? And I live just like an owl. You think that's just fine. It doesn't matter anyway. Not a little bit from the all music 
review on this record talks about this song in particular. It says, within the course of one song, take As Long As We're Together as an example. One can find soul-bearing lyrics, grass-crackling uh, falsettos, uplifting choruses, rinky-dink synths, left-field tempo changes, unexpected instruments, and simply strummed acoustic guitars. Also, um, some thrifting. So apparently they, would, they did some thrifting. Thrifting like thrift, or, thrift, thrift store, store shopping? Yeah. 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 I mean, unless you just The video, at least, just seemed like a spiritual brethren to uh, you, the You Got Lucky uh, video from Tom Petty yeah. back in the day. Like, I don't know that I've ever seen that. I don't know if I've seen it either. Really? Uh, they, yeah. they, we might have to take They happen upon an old video arcade out in the desert. Oh, okay. No, yeah, they're def- out in the desert, and it's supposed to be like kind of futuristic. I and, definitely have not seen that. Uh, there mm. are cars involved. Again, I missed out on a lot of, like, you guys grew up in cities, so you had, like, MTV and shit in the 80s. Like, yeah. I did not until the late 80s. And I then watched, it's all, I like, Way Cool Jr. Then it's all, like, fucking Rat and Def Leppard at that point. Once you got into Way Cool Jr., it was all over. Pretty much. Yeah. I've, we've, we've watched that video on the show. We did. We have, yes. Anyway, um, yeah, that was as long as we we're together. And, uh,. And like, like I, I like feel that like track, the, but yeah, it it's pretty good. That's how I feel about the whole. And it, album. But it's one of the better tracks on that, and it still only gets to the point of, of pretty good. But again, those fuckers are talented, man. Like once they once they get, they're gonna nail some song at some point. And well, I want to know. Who, I'm I, pretty sure that that yo- the younger brother. I can't. Think, I don't know the names, but uh, Brian Mike and Michael. And, and I don't. I think yeah. maybe Brian is the younger one. So but I'm, not, I'm pretty sure that. that the other song I really like on this record. It's got to be written by him too. They're more straightforward. They're they're less Beach Boys and Beatles and more Todd Rundgren a little bit. You know, I My, think I've told you I only know one Todd Rundgren song. What in your eyes? Uh, no, uh, in your in your heart. I don't want to work. I just want to bang. Oh, Jesus Christ. You know in your eyes. That's a great song. Like, I don't if, think I do. If you heard the fucking song, you would know it. I'll, one of these days, I'll pick it for the middle part. Anyway. But the sh- the shtick. Okay, <laughs> anyway. so this, this is, there's there's this, like, supposed to be funny shtick about how much he, like, kick hike kicks in the air and stuff. And that, that shit gets old real fucking quick. Like, well, there, that's there, what I thought. I thought in that video, I thought they thought it was way fucking funnier than it actually is. There's a lot of performance art here i think going on i think that's true it's glam rock for for their generation maybe or whatever you want to refer to but it. it's but super I mean, tongue-in-cheek also and like what was sure. that band that was like uh david bowie no rod stewart yeah, i shouldn't bring this up without having it on instagram well wait what but, it, so um, what's the context what i'm gonna set the mic down while you think and they were like a throwback to um I believe in a thing called love. Oh, oh, oh the darkness. Yeah, the, the darkness. darkness. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. How exactly? Can you can you just go ahead and just? I remembered the riff. No, 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 no. Just, but just present it the way you just presented. <laughs> it sounds like yeah, whatever. Yeah, but we got it. Have a fight with. But like, they have a little bit of that element to them. Like, got it because he eventually cop to the fact that he was talking about the darkness. The darkness. Yeah, they have a little bit of that going on, like in this video and in their general style like you can't tell if they're like joking or winking or not um the darkness always said they're like no they were deadly serious about yeah there were memos that went around at the at their at atlantic when they were on atlantic that they were like when the darkness shows up those guys are not kidding (laughs) like you don't don't treat them like they're kidding but these guys i do think they like to along the lines of what you were saying ryan like yeah they're i do think you know it's intended to be a little kitschy um 
You know, they're in the fucking desert with a computer and a couple of synthesizers. Yeah, by the way, and what a, was up with that computer? That was like the that most the like best 19, part of 1971 looking computer I've ever seen. <laughs> that was my favorite part of that entire video. It was that pretty great. Ass computer, like it looked like some like something. It was that like a light Jetsons. bright, but it was you know actually it looked digital. like an astronaut's helmet where the lyrics would come up on it. In, yeah, that's that uh, 70s retro green. But what I was going to say, the other thing I was going to say is that apparently. On tour, they have been playing, they've been closing with a track that's not on this record that is, um, I guess, a little bit more specific, like straight rock and roll. And the impression that I get is that that's the direction that the, the act is going with its next release. Well, and from, well, what, I, from what I read, they're amazing live. That's yeah. what people have been writing. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, they're obviously incredibly talented. And, and the other thing I just wanted to to allude to what you just said, Kevin, and, and, and that is when you're 18 and 20 years old, like you're and especially some and especially if you're that like, talented and that ambitious. That's exactly what I was going to say. And trying out so many different genres, I think shit's going to move really quick for them and they're going to move on really quick. And uh, what? No, it'll be it'll be fun to watch where they go. Um I can't. I just couldn't tell what uh, I seen. Is that now. from right. South by Mark? That's so. So Kevin sent me this picture because I was. Uh, I made the comment to him the other day after my first. Mark was like, "Who the hell are like, these guys?" This is pretty good. I bet they're. I bet they're really good live. And he sent me a, a picture. Did you see South that show, by. Kevin? I did not see that show. That was um, on the South by website. So that's one of the Daddario brothers doing essentially a David Lee Roth kick like. But with uh, a guitar. Doing the, but with a guitar. Oh, but also, yeah. can we see this? That he's got a full-on fucking minor X on his hand. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, oh, yeah, because yeah. he couldn't drink. Because he couldn't drink. At the venue he was playing at. Right. And the other, the keyboard player is wearing a straight-up, like, full Yankees uniform. uniform. The old school, the baggy and shorts. And there's just some, like, like, indie rock chick playing bass. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, apparently that's their setup. And... Um, and I do think my guess is maybe that's the, they're playing the track that we just listened to, given the fact that he's doing those doing the high kick that you didn't love in the desert. And part of my no, point no, no, I too, liked, I liked it for a little while, but then it just it wears thin really quickly. Part of my point too about bringing this picture up is that if they're pulling off these songs with a four piece live, I think that's a lot of talent spread across it's, four people. It's That's, obviously talented. They're obviously talented. It's just at the end of the day, it's sort of like, you know, I think of it like, you know, when you're in high school and there's always one kid that can play the blues faster than everybody else, and that's the stuff that you gravitate toward, like just like a show of flashiness. And that's why I'm, way, that's why I'm saying, like, I want them to grow up and get a little more confident with maturation. their songwriting. Yeah. Well, maturation for I, sure. I just, I just love that it's... Uh, Prominently displayed Maggie Mays, which is like the cheesiest bar on Sixth Street. Uh, I hate that. Uh, oh no, no, no! Have you been on Sixth Street in a little while? It's been a bit. because it's the Grand Dom now. The Grand really? Dom. Oh <laughs> yes, my friend. It's. I mean, you think about this. Well, like Maggie Mays traditionally has been where like well, cheesy uh, cover bands. Play. Sure, yeah, but but now on on Sixth Street, like like I mean, this is how like it's so horrible down there. I was recently there. Um, that like Maggie Mays and the Dizzy Rooster are like oh god they're like okay. they're the they're the they're the paragons of 
reining it in at, at and some to be degree. fair during south by southwest i think all type well, typecasting at clubs kind of that, goes out that the is window. definitely true no, that's but true I, but it is funny to kind of see a band that's like getting some cred <laughs> Play um, maggie with Mace. the big maggie it would Mace be, logo it would be even better where it like dizzy rooster or surely there's some kind of double entendre club still left down there who knows hey do you so, want to listen to another yeah song? let's listen to another one mark can you throw up the track listing again for just a second um i can do that brilliant Right so this advertisement. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Or like a, yeah. a picture of a bowl so, of pasta. So this, the song that they've been playing when they make TV appearances, they played this on The Tonight Show, and they also played it on their um, – they did a CBS This Morning spot, uh, has been these words. So let's do – we'll do that one next. <laughs> Ribaldry is a word uh, that I always that I think well, of. Certainly, when I see that. certainly the wardrobe. Wardrobe. Ribaldry. Wait a minute, did you go to the? I know that it it, it it ended last weekend, but did you go to the the Renaissance Festival last weekend? I went to the comedy festival. Last oh, weekend, oh, actually. so ribaldry was involved. Uh, yes, there was some ribaldry, but but in in this case, like um, if you watch the if you watch the video for these words, both brothers are dressed up in um, like. Uh, like uh, Victorian era, yeah. Well, like, no, like 18th century, no, no, way before like, Victorian, uh, like, uh, like cavemen. I'm not really good with Six, time. Like, 1670s, yeah, like, like dinosaurs. Yeah, maybe not it's dinosaurs, like the, maybe. the court of King Louis Tumbleweeds. The, one of them, 15th, yeah. 14th, 14th, yeah. 17th century, anyway, 16th yeah, century, 16th, 17th, yeah, costumey, uh, costumey, and like with a uh, beauty mark, French Revolution era, yeah, uh, pre-French Revolution yeah. era, yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so That's where we have the biggest argument of the night. By the way, so far it's about the costuming and that. No, eighteen said no. I'm out of here, man. Anyway, dude. Uh, also, pretty good song. Yeah, that was it's, a good song. I really like that song. Yeah, Mark, you were right on that. That you know the thing about that song is whenever it switched over to like its 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 mid song, uh, like. Com- completely crazy change of momentum in every way it actually worked there for a minute it was just like a bridge one thing that i think these guys do particularly well is that the that the sort the kind of soaring choruses that they do like that feels to me like that's really their power like it's like the 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 teeter-totter of their of their music is like that against the sort of um 70s glam era drum kit like that really essentially in a weird way, you know, is a super oversimplification of what they do. But it, like the tracks that I like, I seem to notice those elements pop a little bit more. And this was one of them. You know, yeah. I, I hadn't listened to or rather I hadn't seen these videos until tonight. But listening to the songs first, second, third, fourth time through, I expected there to be all of the androgyny makeup and 
and glam rock stuff. I mean, I expected that. Some high kicking. Yeah, some high kicking. Yeah. But I, th- that? I think that <laughs> once they move beyond that, I think that uh, I think that these guys are going to go somewhere. Like, he, he's yeah, my, my takeaway. Like, there's an expression that like the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. I think they're kind of the inverse of that right mm-hmm. now. No, I, I guess they, they've got a lot of great parts and. They're not quite there yet. Well, and they're both multi-instrumentalists and brothers, both so brilliant. it's probably like – I'm sure, I'm sure like to some extent, like you get really comfortable knowing that, you're, that your sibling will finish your sentences or whatever, at, yeah. musically I think speaking. that's going to be by the, by the time we finish. Were you expecting – him no, Ryan never said it. anything. Well, like, no, I, I was trying to I think totally, of something clever. Like, totally come up with like, dude, don't throw me on the spot like that. Yeah, yeah I, I didn't want to leave it hanging there for a second. So sorry, I jumped in. I mean, you know, basically we're we're brothers. From Might another as well mo- be. from another mother. Uh, so, um, you guys want to go to? Uh, yeah, let's talk about the middle thing. We're, we're all raising glasses, glasses. Uh, to each other. But uh, I, I wanted, like, the way that Mark said that, like, we don't know what Ryan picked for the middle part, but you said as though, like, today, for some reason, like, we need to congratulations. make sure that this, we need, congratulations, this is yeah. an important thing to remember. I don't know about all that. Uh, I do know that what I have picked for the uh, intermission is oddly appropriate, uh, for it is uh, recorded by a young person. Did you just say for it is? Yeah, it is oddly appropriate for it is uh, recorded by a young person. Who, which young All person? All of these things are true. I did just say that, and um, I'm going to continue along who that is tack. It? Are you going to consider? Uh, are you going to continue? It's in Jake the- Bug, um, who's uh, Jack Buck, Jake Bug. Okay, sorry. like a bug, like <laughs> like a. Like a lightning bug? That was very different. Kind of like a lightning bug, like the, like the little mascot I've got in my house right now. Benjamin. Uh, anyhow, um, no, it's just actually a song called Lightning Bolt. Well, there you go. Uh, by Jake Bug. And I discovered it via a commercial. And I was like, this song's amazing. And I was like, it's either from the 60s or it's current. I've heard of the name before, this Jake Bug. He he is a young dude. I think he's like speak. I think he's like nineteen or twenty. Um, but I saw a friggin' um, Mini Cooper commercial, and I was like, "That song's amazing!" And I shazammed it. And like, no, but I think I like how both times you said that song's amazing. You said it exactly. That song's amazing. It, well, as I, though you're a game show host. Yeah, is that what you said? You're, did you say well, it I'm that just way? auditioning for game show host uh, status? You should, at some you, point. You're just c- continuing to fax out resumes. Yes. So, f- so far it hasn't machine. worked out, but uh, anyway, why don't we go listen to Lightning Bolt by Jake Bug? Okay. Morning, it's another pure gray morning. Don't know what the day is holding. And I get up fired, I'm gonna walk right into the path of a lightning bolt. Sound of an ambulance comes howling right through the center of town and one blinks an eye and I look up to the sky for the path of a lightning bolt. Matter as the angels parted for her, she only brought me torture. That's what happens when it's you that's standing in the path of a lightning bolt. Everyone I see just wants to walk with green. 
yeah. The first, I, I was like, how do I know this video? I remembered that I, I, I heard the song like on the radio, went home and like looked up the video. Same thing. I was like, either this song came out like now or it came out like in, in like 1963 right. or something. So, so here's something I want to point out. Like, so Jake Bug is now 23 years old, but that song came out five years ago when he was oh eight, yeah he was, 18. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and it seems to me in in the in the provenance of of the discussion of what we're talking about tonight with Lemon Twigs, how they're 17 and 19, and he was, like, right there. He's, like, the Rolling Stones to the Lemon Twigs Beatles to me, kind of. Like, they have, like... A little. I, I, like, I'm just saying I like that song better than anything no, 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 on the Lemon Twigs record. What, no, what I'm saying is they have, like, eminently... 1960s sounding songs with very young gentlemen singing them coming from two totally different stylistically I, I just want to read a quick snippet from um, his uh, Wikipedia entry uh, his he states that his uh, formative musical moment was hearing Don McLean's Vincent starry starry night on an episode of The Simpsons his main influences are Don McLean Oasis Donovan the Beatles Jimi Hendrix Johnny Cash and the Everly Brothers Okay. Well, it kind of all sounds about right other than the Don McLean part. <laughs> One of these kids are not like the, the other. other. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, but, Oasis, really? Because he, that's the well, second no, coming he's of got, Liam Gallagher. He's, well, he's got Liam Gallagher hair. He sounds exactly like Liam Gallagher, His though. His voice yes, sounds like does. Liam Gallagher. But great song. Yeah, it's a perfect little pop song. Yeah, very... There's a little – oddly, even though it doesn't – there's just something that was reminiscent of Nick Drake in there. Even though it doesn't really sound like it mood-wise, I think it was that like kind of rainy day-looking video that was shot, that grainy, rainy day stuff. Well, okay, so the video, um, for those who want to follow along at home, you go ahead and look up the video. You're not going to gain much more insight into the song from it. It's mostly just him like walking around, I assume, London. Amsterdam. Um, Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Okay, and a bunch of B-roll. Well, I'm just saying that like he has this really simplistic style of playing and singing that is like it sounds more rock and roll. That, that's why I was saying like the Beatles to the Rolling Stones. Like it just it's funny to me. Like you have a young guy that has this really simplistic way, and then you have these two other young guys that are doing this really baroque. In, you know, all yeah. Over the well, place. they're like, like yeah, they are all. all over it was the just place. interesting to play off, to uh, play off the two of them. Right, uh, and this is just like a get in, get out. Really good pop song, and I feel like um, uh, the Lemon Twigs like kind of, you know, just get into like a lot of mischief. Um, I don't know if that's the right word, but um, well, certainly they draw things wise. out, and they have so many ideas for every little song. And this is just like, hey, yeah, I've got a really good idea for one song, and he did it. Get yeah, him, it out. is. Mark Mark's pulled up the Wikipedia page for uh, for this guy, and it, and it is. Somewhat fitting that he was supporting act for Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds uh, at a festival in Belfast in 2012. Yes, that is very fitting. In any case, uh, we should probably get back into it. The Lemon Twigs called themselves a rock and roll band, but if, quote, anachronistic were a genre that could be applied to music, then their debut album, Do Hollywood, would fit the bill. It's 70s soul-slash-funk met with the likes of MGMT, which would make for a unique blend of styles, rendering it impossible to pinpoint the year it's made, but it's 2016, 
and uh, the Lemon Twigs have made their presence known. At the very least, that's what we've been listening to primarily tonight. The Lemon Twigs, I feel like I kind of have a read on where you guys fall overall on this. Um, you know, Shane, was there a track that, uh, that jumped out at you or anything like anything that you found surprising or uh, uh, anachronistic? Well, did you I, find something anachronistic? I, pretty much the whole album is anachronistic, but I think, I mean, a lot of it's surprising. I mean, um, I, I, I didn't dislike the record at all in any way. It's just not, I don't think upon repeated listening, so it would be super fun for me to listen to again. But um, there's definitely, like I said before, there's songs I like more than others. Some of these songs I think are fucking great. I mean, these guys are, again, we've said it all, all show. I mean, they're incredibly talented, both of them. So. It'd be it really suck if one of them was incredibly talented. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what they need. It's kind of like Oasis, right? <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, I guess it could be. Uh, you know, if it were, though. Yes. You, you remember how we, we, when we were talking about Travis and I, I brought up that um, you mean the they man had who? like a Svengali guy who like whipped him into shape. I feel like that's what they need. They need like that, you know, uh, Burgess and Meredith well, guy to like you, focus them. I think I think the same thing. But do you think? And I was thinking about this on the way over here because I was listening to it to the album again like on on the drive down i always put on the album one more time when i'm driving down here and i think part of the reason why they it feels like they were indulged a little bit and i think part of that reason why is because they are so uncommonly risk-taking and also brilliant um and also really young like i think a lot of people didn't want to rein them in because they're just so excited that this 17 year old kid is fucking writing able to do this yeah Yeah, you know and so i think that's 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 part of of why somebody wasn't there reining them in yeah on one hand i want to go like this is amazing but like i said earlier um but i also don't think there's anything on this record that i'm just blown away by um like one of those, like I'm not going to hum any of these songs on the way home. I'm just not going to. Yeah, that's part of it. But, I, but I think you really hit the nail on the head when you said, like, why isn't there somebody there whipping them? In? You know, like we we've talked about this before. Like recently, I've been listening to the band James, um, for whatever reason, and and it took it took working with Brian Eno to whip them into shape enough to get a solid, decent, brilliant. Like they've always had brilliant songs. But nobody really whipped them into shape, and that's what it took working with somebody like Brian Eno, like a slave driver like that. Did, did he produce Laid? Yeah. Yeah, like the song Laid off the album Laid? No, that like whole that's, album. That's the best well, album it, they ever put out. It is. Yeah, it's a cohesive record, and I think I think there's a lot to be said about what you just said. So what's missing? I mean, you guys have talked about that they need somebody to, to – Whipped them into shape. Like. I think time is missing. That's all I think is missing. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, 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 I buy that. I think I think life experience. Best emerging artist fits it really well. I think that emerging, emerging. Yeah, yeah. Like not quite there yet, but like I would not be at all surprised if in three years these guys have created something um just brilliant. Yeah, I agree. Well, you know, we did we recently, um, and this is an album that's going to come up in my. Not before too long, but um, we talked like a, a couple of weeks, a couple of months ago. I played a Temple song for one of the videos, and everybody in this room they're like, "Yeah, that that song is fucking great." And I was talking about their first record, 
which was great, but it was like this sort of like jangly 12-string English mid-60s, early 70s pop stuff. And I remember thinking, that that band is going to be great. And they were all like 19, 18, 19. And then lo and behold, three years later, like with, through the lens of you know some sort of maturity and going out there and touring and writing and stuff like that, they pared it all down and found something. And, you know, sounds like it's going exactly what I thought might happen. And I, th- I, I predict something like this will happen for these guys too. So um, this is a weird parallel to draw, but I was reading, I just finished uh, Judd Apatow's book on comedy. Where That is a weird parallel. It is a weird parallel, but, uh, but you'll see why I'm bringing it up. Still aren't. Yeah. So um, the book finishes with a, with an interview that he did with Steve Martin. And Steve Martin was talking about like, basically one of the things that Judd Apatow said to Steve Martin was, you know, you're you're at the point in your career where you don't really have to experiment anymore. You can you've shown yourself to be adept at a variety of different things: writing and acting, and playing music and whatever, doing comedy. Like, it's interesting. He said it's interesting to me that you keep you know kind of trying to reinvent yourself. And and C. Martin said that he read a book. Um, on, so he read a book on Picasso, and somewhere in this book, they uh, the the author compared. Picasso's later career to Chagall's later career and basically Picasso experimented until the day he died like continued to try like completely tear down the things that he'd done and try to do different things and and, and Chagall got none. better at doing the same shit that he had always done and I prefer Chagall well sure some people do yeah, you know. Yeah, but, I mean that's a really interesting story. I mean, I mean that's a that that is a really interesting kind thing of a to think about. Like, well, it's no, I mean, but that's just an interesting thing to think about. I mean, they're both brilliant people and both did different things. I actually have I, no, I do have a uh, Picasso print on my living room wall, um, but it's not from his Cubist period. And like anyway, I, I think that well, you're digressing. The, the art, right? yeah, the digressing. art itself is not really the point. the The point is like sort of if there are. You know, if this particular theory is true and that there are two different directions that you can go as an artist, one being to continue to to flip the script on what you've done previously and try and surprise yourself and others, and the other to really refine and perfect what it is that you do, maybe the the perfection comes from a place of knowing exactly what you want. And these guys are at an age where they're they're not necessarily there yet and they don't have to be. My guess no, is that I agree with they're you just getting good at what they're going to be really good at. And well, we don't know. I mean, far be it for us. All we can we do, don't know. We can yeah. just sit here and listen and just respond. Mark to the way knows. We respond I mean, could to. they could they refine this and just well, do this for the rest of their career? Well, it's Would such they a be successful. Or do you see them as I feel like they, they have they a, a great pop song in them, like coming up. I mean, they like pop. Like they can write melodies. But they seem to be broken up. One thing that seems to be pretty consistent, and I'll be quick, Shane. To don't forget what you're going to say. But the but um, their their influences are complex enough. Like the way that they distill their influences, even if you don't sort of like the way that they like the changes happen from song to song. Like their influences seem to be pervasive enough and influential enough in what it is that they do that it's like they'll never. The impression that I get is that they'll never have not have anything in in the tank, just in terms of like reserve and like material you could go to to, to right, grab. Right, but is, is their flightiness a reflection of their youth and their immaturity? Probably well, we don't know. I mean, probably some of it. Is it more of a style? Is it more of a of something that 
they TBD. could refine and, and perfect. Yeah, I think you're right. TBD. I mean, yeah. like, definitely. Uh, why don't we listen to one more of these? Okay, so um, so I'm, I'm torn. Like, uh, I want to prove to you is the, is the sort of 50s doo-wop sock hop number, but Shane, you also mentioned Baby Baby. I'm open to doing either one. What do you think? Baby Baby is for sure my favorite song on this album. All right, let's let's spin that one, the, and we can talk about them both. But uh, Baby Baby is the one we'll do now. I hear a little bit of Starlight Mints in that tune. No, personally. I think if anything, like that's one of the things that we've been talking about this whole time is that they are they really wear some of their influences on their sleeve and it seems like from a very early age they've been musically exploring. Um, Ryan had an interesting observation too. Like were you were you, you well, were hearing like, a little bit there's of there's like a coda on the song where it just Beatles coda. changes up. Yeah. yeah. And, and I was like, What's that song where they're like hey la hey hey loa She loves you, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's But it's I feel like the Beatles love. have like tighter compositions, which obviously it's the Beatles. Like, you know, that's, yeah. that's a high Wait, what? I was like <laughs> That's a high Where are you going with this? That's but a also high I benchmark I, to reach. I mean I, I think high, yeah. I think you can play that off also to the the quote unquote immaturity of of the way that they're they're recognizing their influences in their music. So it's partially switching from one thing to the next. It's constantly. partially immaturity, but it sometimes it feels like this to me. And I've said I've said this pretty earlier about it, but I, but I stand by it. And I don't mean this in a derogatory way, um, but it is something to think about. That um, they are so talented and so excited by what they're doing at seventeen, as opposed to their peers. That they're just piling it on sometimes. That's what it feels like to me. Like, we could do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. No, and, and it and still it, sounds it, great. It but. seems like it's very exciting. I don't think, feel like they found their right. voice. But that's what I'm saying is they that, found that, a lot of voices that's they why, like. But that's why they're doing that. They're, look at them as, as kids, like high school students. They're doing that. Other kids in high school are still fucking playing Iron Man, you know, on the guitar. So then you you start piling it on, piling it on because you have the ability to do that, and that's that's what's it's exciting to be able to just like to do something that's so far ahead. And, and so I guess that's what I mean by immaturity is yes. it's not it's not that they're immature in the way that they write. No, they're they're it's, not snapping towels they're, they're at people in the, in the locker room. It's uh, the editing. They're immature. They're just not their quite mature. Of, no, I think of, of their talent. That's a really great point. And then, like we talked a little bit last week about this with uh, with Michael Jackson's off the wall release. And obviously, it's not exactly apples to apples. But like one of the things you get to do when you're really young is like 
and if you're a and if you're an ambitious artist, like put shit out there and throw it up on the wall and see what sticks. And um, you know, I think I think ultimately this record is. Uh, it, I think it's fair to say that parts of it are uneven, but I think that the highs are are pretty interesting, and uh, and I'm curious to see where they go next. So. That's well, I, I mean, ultimately, I'm glad I listened to the record. I'm glad you brought it up. Like, it was a, it was challenging and interesting. I, I am, too. Like, I, I genuinely think it's good. And, and I'll keep uh, my eye on these guys now, too. And I even, like, I will say that I didn't know when I when I brought it. I just, like, was curious enough about their backstory and the fact that they won this award. I was like, given who some of the past um, emerging artist uh folks that south by is recognized i was like i'll be i'll be curious to see sort of what the, what it is that they're everybody's putting their finger on what i didn't realize was some of the garage band psych uh you know uh elephant six type uh uh over over to like over, like interludes and i really feel like that is a i'm i'm a sucker for that kind of stuff so there's probably some of this that i glommed onto that yeah, there won't be for everybody, but there's a reason that that stuff. Um, well, I keeps bubbling, and, I, and I'm, yeah, I'm, it was good. I, it was. It'll be fun to see where they go. I agree completely. Uh, All right, Shane, you have the new one. Yeah, Kim. Let's, uh, Mark. Let's go listen to some Father John Misty. <laughs> good evening, everyone. I'm Ari Povich. Welcome to this special edition of A Current Affair. Taylor Swift Every night inside the Oculus Rift After Mr. and the Mrs. Finished dinner and the dishes And now the future's definition Is so much higher than it was last year It's like the images have all become real Someone's living my life Song's a killer song. I actually didn't like the video as much as the song, personally. Well, the song. Okay, so I, I guess that was the song they played or that he played on they, SNL. On SNL, and the horn section was just domineering. Uh, there was a live. big horn section on that. I mean, but no, it was mixed way down. Yeah, uh, but I, I, I don't know. I mean, I thought the song was great. No, it's a, no, it's a much better song without the horn section. Yeah, without the like, horn section just like, blaring, just blaring at me. Does anything really ever sound good on like any musical act? I've only seen one that I can think of, and that's the last time Prince played on SNL. Like we were captivated by it. Like, and they they rolled in both sec. You know how they usually do like one segment, then there's a bunch more of the show than they do the other. I one? I honestly think that that when they mix those, they mix them for the live audience, and the, it's not. You know, mixed I've never well thought about that, TV but I, but I. Totally agree with you. I bet you're right. Yeah, that I'm kind of over that little bit. Uh, that kind of, you know, it's kind of like when Lady got. Yeah, like it's a little just I'm, I'm, super I, I, over the top. I think I might be just a little bit over Father John Misty when it like it feels like Lady Gaga like 
you know, after the meat dress, like, where do you go from there? That video was like definitely that. multi-layered. I mean, there was a lot. There was some amusing there. shit in there, but well, Ronald McDonald and Bill Clinton and uh, John Kurt Arbuckle. Kurt and, I did appreciate they, the fact that it was shot kind of at the, in a similar style to um, uh, what's the the video off the last Nirvana record, Heart Shaped Box. Box, a little bit like Heart Shaped Box. And I Jamiroquai think, also also Jamiroquai. Where was some the Jamiroquai part? Uh, it's the the room. That had like the um, false like, perspective. Yeah. Yes. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. Again, it's it, yeah. It was throwing a lot of shit at the wall. Yeah, it was, yeah. but it was fairly amusing. It's, some of it was very amusing. I just it didn't. It doesn't. I feel like it's time for him to maybe retire that the the that aspect giant and, sense and, of irony and start. No, 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 not the giant sense of irony. Just like that. Like I'll do. And say whatever and whatever, and it's always going to be amusing and always land. And it's sort of like maybe retreading a little bit. It's and not, I, you're it's not going to find always going to land. You're not going to you're not going to find a bigger fan of this dude's music than me. And for the most part, his whole persona. But I was less than impressed. I him. have to I have to think that um, Cobain would have gotten a kick out of the kid from Home Alone uh, playing. Playing Cobain. Yeah, that like, was funny. Oh, he co-directed that video too. By the way, Macaulay Culkin. Did. Oh, is it the is that reanimated that corpse? I, I yeah, that was Cobain. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah, had no idea. Yeah, and I also recognize one of the uh, Wick Donalds characters, one of the clowns. Uh, was it was Michael Ian Black in that video? That's that's who it was. That's who it was. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. There's now he's getting. Uh, well, of course, I guess he's like um, Aubrey Plaza did uh, one of the thing, one of the uh, videos off the first record. So, Father John Misty is uh, never has any trouble attracting folks to uh, come play the fool. Well, his music is brilliant, and also he's a fucking engaging dude. So, what is Aubrey Plaza yeah. in? Because I could watch her do laundry. Uh, uh, she we watched yeah. it on the show. She, she's like in the laundry ago. video. She was in the the um the cemetery. Oh yeah 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 from the first record. Yeah yeah, and she was nuts. She's crazed. Well, yeah, I could watch her do laundry too. FYI. Anyway, um yeah, cool song. Wouldn't though. that be pretty creepy if like if we just went we, and sat and watched her, we just went do sat and watched her do laundry together? She's like, what? Stop! Do you want try to do my laundry? All right, kids, who's got next week? I have next week. Oh, okay. You should elaborate about that. <laughs> I will. Um, so, okay, so this is a classic artist that we haven't brought up yet. Very classic album that I somehow haven't listened to, but I have a feeling it's going to be a little hippie, and that's Van Morrison Astral Weeks. Hmm. I've never listened to that record. I know exactly one song by him brown eyed girl and i wish like i mean it's reti- well, I'm a, it's retired at i'm this a point. huge right it, it, i'm a huge fan of the album that came out after astral week's moon dance i'm sure well there's know. a label like named after that song which has nothing to do with that album it's a astral pretty, works Ast- is that there's an there's a, it, there's I a know, label. i know astral works but is it named after astral weeks i would i would suspect so cuz like it's a electronica Based Probably label. so. I don't know. Who knows? But yeah, we'll do some Van Morrison on the other side. So for now, I'm Gavin. I'm Ryan. I'm Shane. And I'm Mark. This is Somebody Likes It.